Welcome to the Daily Dad Podcast, where we provide one lesson every single day to help you with your most important job, being a parent. I'm Ryan Holiday, and I draw these lessons from ancient philosophy, modern psychology, practical wisdom, and insights from parents just like you all over the world. Thank you for listening, and we hope this helps. Either right when we get back from a run in the morning or more often when I get back from riding for the day, I walk into the kitchen, I open up the cabinet, and I say, it's vitamin time, and my youngest runs over, he's two, and I give him one high of vitamin in one hand and another high of vitamin in the other hand, and he eats it, and then he rushes over and he gives the other one to his brother, a pediatrician-approved superpower chewable vitamin created by two dads tired of children's vitamins that cause more problems than they solve. It's made from a 12 farm fresh fruit and vegetable mix, supercharged, 15 essential vitamins and minerals known to support a healthy immune system. And we've worked out an exclusive offer with Hyatt for their best-selling children's vitamin. Daily Dad listeners receive 50% off your first order. And to claim this deal, go to HyattHealth.com slash Daily Dad and enter code Daily Dad at checkout. That's H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash daily dad to get your kids the full body nourishment that they need to grow into healthy adults discount is applied at checkout hey it's ryan holiday welcome to another weekend episode i'm talking to you from the painted porch bookstore here in bastard texas why because my son uh, my oldest one who does uh, virtual school wanted to do his virtual school today in front of the fireplace at our bookstore and uh He's able to do that before the bookstore opens. He wanted to show off the, I don't know if you've seen pictures of it, but we have this really cool fireplace made out of books. Um, And he wanted to show all of his friends. So he's hanging out and my other son is running around like a crazy person. And uh, we ordered breakfast and then uh, I'm going to get to work. But I thought I would talk today in this episode about that because um, as uh, if you remember a couple months ago, I did an episode about why we weren't going to send our kids back to school slash daycare. Um, and, uh, a bunch of people wanted to know, well, what we were, what were we doing instead? So I thought I would talk a little bit about that, but I would also, let's go back to that decision. Cause I think it's aged pretty well, but I'll give you my reasons. Um, look, I'm vaccinated, uh, and, uh, I would not spend time in a poorly ventilated room with a bunch of unvaccinated people for hours a day. Um, and so I just didn't feel great about sending my kid to do that. Um, but I, on a more, um, uh, granular level, I I don't have a problem with people who send their kids back to school, especially people who, who have zero choice, but, uh, look where we are in right outside, uh, where, where we are in rural red state, Texas, um, COVID has not been taken seriously at all. Uh, not only are there no mass mandates, uh, in the districts where we are, um, but there's not even strong quarantine rules. Teachers don't have to be vaccinated. And there's just this sort of general denial that COVID exists, that it affects people, that it has consequences. And uh, I think people are still on the uh, COVID does not affect uh, children uh, bandwagon, which is tragically and uh, uh, terrifyingly been disproven uh, with the Delta wave. Um, so we just, we just didn't feel good about it. And with our sons being so young, um, 
the costs of it didn't feel particularly high, right? They're not missing seventh grade or or some sort of uh, uh, really important uh, grade school. This is like, do we want to send them early? Uh, under normal circumstances, maybe we would. Under uh, uh, these circumstances, almost certainly not. So we decided not to do that. Um, we, uh, both my wife and I work, but work from home and have flexibility. Uh, and we have in-laws who live uh, out here now. And so we have the flexibility, uh, I would say, because we have the privilege, we also have the obligation, I think, to uh, try to be extra cautious and careful. So that's the decision we made. Um, but uh, I thought I would talk a little bit about what we decided to do instead, because it's worked out nicely. So um, I think a lot of the problems with virtual school is that you are taking um, teachers who have spent their entire career teaching in person, um, giving them next to no resources, training, uh, or uh, time to suddenly transition from one hard thing to a equally hard but totally different thing. Um, and so when people have complained about virtual schooling, I think they're right. It's not as good, not just because the kids aren't able to be together, as important as that is, but also because the teachers are not you know, trained or particularly great at doing this hard thing. Um, as someone who gives uh, virtual talks quite a bit and has over the last year and a half, like it was a steep learning curve. And that came on uh, after hours and hours and hours of experience doing a similar thing that is uh, pod long, long form podcast interviews. So like if I've struggled at it uh, and I'm uh, handsomely paid for it, you know, again, somebody making $40,000 a year having to wrangle uh, 22 kids on a computer. I mean, that is an extraordinarily difficult task. And to just throw it at someone when they are themselves dealing with the consequences of a pandemic and their own children, of course, virtual schooling is not going to be very great. So what we thought about is like, okay, instead of doing some sort of virtual schooling from the public school option, what where what could we find um, that's out there that could be really good? And my wife found this thing called the Village Virtual School, which we have been so impressed with and so blown away with. And it's been actually quite awesome. Um, my son's teacher is just like incredible. I think she's like an acting coach or she, I, I don't know. She, she, she has like so much personality that's so well suited to the medium that she's being in that my, my son and the other kids are just like locked in and connected and it's great. So I think one of the things that we struggle with, um, both as a society, but then also it pertains to parenting is that, um, the search for talent or skill has always primarily been geographically constrained, right? What's the best school in my area, right? Like my parents moved when I was a kid so I could go to a better public school. Um, but I could only choose from the better public schools in Sacramento, or we would have to move to a totally different state or country even, right? Um, but what the internet does, and obviously I've been the beneficiary of this as a writer and uh, and I guess like a creator is the internet allows that sort of talent search to be global and that the cost of someone who's near you versus someone who's far away is identical. So you, you end up having access to better talent um, for uh, comparable prices, let's say. As an author, as an entrepreneur, as a creative in this world, I wear like a lot of hats. And that's why I'm excited about today's sponsor, actually from a dear friend of mine, AppSumo.com. 
The leading digital marketplace for entrepreneurs has awesome tools for authors and creatives as well. AppSumo is the best way to automate all of your busy work that comes from running a business so you can boost your productivity, scale beyond your skill set, and focus on what matters most to you. And the great news is that AppSumo is giving away their entire $1 million Black Friday marketing budget to creators like you and me. If you have an ebook, an online course, a template, or any other digital product, this is for you. List your product on AppSumo between September 15th and November 17th, and the first 400 offers to go live will receive 1,000 bucks. The next 2,000 to list a project will get 250 bucks. Just go to appsumo.com slash Ryan Holiday, appsumo.com slash Ryan Holiday. I think this virtual school is like uh, $100 or it, it's it's very it, it's very affordable monthly compared to like what actual tuition at like a private school would be. So it's like a couple hundred dollars. Um, and it's just, my son loves it and he's getting so much out of it. Um, but the point is, I think we were struggling. Well, like, you know, he was originally doing a virtual school option with the school that he had been going to. And no offense, the, the, the people there were wonderful when he was there in person but they just weren't world-class at doing this very different thing. Um, and the decision to seek that out was wonderful. So I, I'm not specifically recommending this school, but I'm saying like, maybe if you're not comfortable doing uh, in-person schooling, uh, look at something, uh, like expand your search and maybe you'll find something really awesome out there. This is obviously something we're thinking about as the pandemic eventually recedes. Like obviously, okay, um, I'm, I'm, I am a believer in public schools. I benefited from public schools, but how can you supplement that with also world-class instruction, whether it's uh, a Zoom tutor or instructor, or, you know, um, we're, we're lucky enough to be close to a world-class university at the University of Texas. What sort of world-class experts can you bring in to supplement these things? And that's how you get the best of both. And of course, I'd like to think I'm a world-class expert in some things, and uh, I'm, I want to be very actively engaged in my kids' education. So that's what we're thinking about that. And then we added another thing that we weren't expecting to do, um, again, because of the sort of realities of, of where we happen to live and our views on what was safe, you know, proper, necessary, et cetera. But then... Uh, we got uh, an opportunity to send my my oldest to what we'll call adventure school. It's a one day a week outdoor sort of, it's like a summer camp, but it's like preschool. It's like a summer camp, but it's like a kindergarten like school, but it's outside and all the activities are sort of outdoor based. Like, so he's five, I guess when they're seven, like for instance, it includes uh, knife skills, but they go out and they look for rocks. They go on hikes, they make arts and crafts. Um, they learn things, but they learn them in uh, the context of the outdoors and outside. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, the schools that are primarily outside or spend a lot of time outside have obviously seen enormously uh, reduced rates or non-existent rates in some cases of COVID. Um, but I think just, again, I wouldn't want to spend all that time inside. Pandemic aside, uh, I like you know, I, when I was a kid, I wanted to be outside. And my, my, our kids are like feral animals because we grow up, we, we live out on this farm. So for them to be able to do school outside, it's just, uh, he's loves, and he comes home and he's 
exhausted because he has exerted himself every minute of the day. He's been stimulated uh, to some uh, serene, uh, like transcendent level. And uh, he's, ju he's just absolutely loving it. So that might be another thing to look at in your area. Again, uh, this goes all the way up to older kids. So we're hoping to, to make this a part of what we're doing on an ongoing basis, whatever, whatever schooling we end up deciding later on. Uh, but one last note on the virtual school that was cool that is going to make us want to continue some element of that too. I told you uh, last week about uh, the, uh, the the road trip that we went on as a family, and it was, you know, it was just beautiful to watch my son sit in the back seat of the car and do virtual school between Balmoria, Texas, and Tombstone. Uh, it was surreal to to watch him do a virtual writing lesson. Uh, you know, there's supplies and he's writing it out by, by hand, of course, but to do like a writing lesson as we sat in a cemetery, this quiet, beautiful, uh, sacred place while we waited for the tires on our camper to get fixed. Um, you know, we did it, uh, when we were at the, the house in, in LA that we'd rented. And then he did it at the top of, of Cerro Gordo, um, where we spent three days. And I remember while we were at Cerro Gordo, the, the, one of the questions from the teacher that day was, you know, if you could visit anywhere in the world and see anyone in the world, where would you go and wh who would you see and where would you go? My son said, I would see Brent at Cerro Gordo. And the teacher's like, what? Uh, what are you talking about? And then he turns the thing around and he, you know, he pans to this ghost town and <laughs> this YouTube person that he's obsessed with. And, you know, that was only possible because we weren't tied down to a place. And it was, uh, it's a great little experience. He had an awesome time. And then uh, to be able to come back to his in-person uh, adventure school and tell them all about it. And of course, being adventurers, they were well familiar with Cerro Gordo and the ghost town. And, uh, you know, we're back in the swing of it now. He's doing it downstairs. I'm going to go check on him. That is today's episode of the Daily Dad Podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, no judgment uh, if you're doing something different than us. Uh, certainly, if you have less options or uh, your career is less flexible than our, ours, I just thought I'd share what we're doing. Hopefully, some of the logic behind it might apply, uh, even if the specifics of it don't. Um, we're all doing the best we can. We do owe an obligation to our kids, uh, to the uh, less fortunate out there. Um, and I just wholly reject and find preposterously uh, offensive and stupid this argument that like uh, not very many kids have died of COVID. Um, I hold myself to a higher standard. <laughs> I know you as a parent do as well. Um, and uh, if, if you told me... Um, What's the point of having resources or time or flexibility if you're not going to use those to keep your kids safe, um, to do what's best for your family, and to, you know, live an interesting, adventurous life? So that's the path we're on. I hope you're on that as well. I'll talk to you soon. That is my Tempest Fugit Challenge coin, which I have here on my desk and I play with, although not usually when I'm recording. Tempest Fugit is this idea that time flies. Your kids grow up very fast. We must not take the present for granted. We must seize it while we have it. Hold it tightly. Hold them tightly. 
Tempest Fugit just means time flies in Latin. And it is the slogan of our first ever Daily Dad Challenge coin. And it's a daily reminder of the most important piece of parenting advice there is, which is that you must be present. You must not take this moment for granted. You must remember that all time can be quality time. It says Tempest Fugit on the front. It's got an hourglass. And then on the back, it says all time is quality time. And they grow up so fast. These are just really important reminders I wanted to have as a parent. I have it here sitting on my desk. I carry it with me. I'm going to get another one for the car. I am holding in my hands the very first one off the mint we use in Minneapolis. They've been in business since 1882. It's a wonderful family-owned business that makes not just the Daily Dad coins, but all the coins we make over at Daily Stoic as well. You can check out this new coin. I hope you'll check it out. Again, it's a wonderful everyday carry at dailydad.com slash store. If you want to support me, if you want to support Daily Dad, this is a way to do that. And I think it's just a really wonderful, important reminder. I hope you check it out. We just launched it. Go to dailydad.com slash store. 